Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Yeah, I mean, every 80 kid's crush passed away. Boy, she was. She was uh, married to a White Sox pitcher. Do you re- Google that real quick, Ben? Okay. And um, they had a domestic situation. And I think, like, during the warm-up period, the guy was a pitcher for the White Sox. And... Uh, Minnesota or wherever they were as the visiting team played this song because you know Tawny was in the video and they fired the like the, the guy in charge of all the music and all that at this uh, stadium back in the day Charles Finley yeah Charles Finley exactly yeah how about that hey uh, welcome in everybody uh, it was a victorious weekend for the Pirates graduation weekend in Greenville as well and uh, it was uh uh, victorious weekend for one of our uh, three True East uh, teams playing for the uh, football championships. Tarboro uh, won. A little more on all that uh, coming up. It's great to have you with us. Ben Byram is uh, over across the way. Good to see you, Ben. It's been a few days since uh, hey, man. I saw you. And uh, good to see you now. Great to have you back. Big weekend. It was a long weekend. Uh, not going to lie. A little caffeined up here today. It's been a... It's been a run between uh, TV games and uh, filling in on radio. Congratulations to our guy, Trent McGee, on sports. He, uh, and most importantly, his wife, have had uh, another daughter. And uh, now he's going to have three girls in the house. And uh, he, he named her. Did you see what he named her, Ben? I'm not hearing you. I'm hearing you through the glass, but I'm not hearing you. But uh, they named her uh, Baylor. And you know why they did that? Is Trent a big uh, Baylor fan? No, they beat Gonzaga. So that's why they. <laughs> it was between Gonzaga and Baylor. And so he was going to call her Zags. But uh, All right. All right. No, that's a, that's a bad joke. I, because you were fiddling with your mic, there's no rim shot. But I will tell you, <laughs> no rim shot needed because that was hilarity. That was comic gold on a uh, Monday. <laughs> I so. did see the newborn. Beautiful baby. Oh, no. Gorgeous. To Trent. Gorgeous baby. Yeah, happy for Trent. Did Northampton pull it off, no? Hmm? Northampton. The fight McGee's. No, they got they got smoked a couple weeks ago. Well, I'm way behind where, where here. Where have you been? You've been, you've been on that baseball radio booth. <laughs> uh, no, Tarboro and Jeff Craddock, who's just an amazing coach, uh, they won something like their sixth or seventh state title. They're, they're third in the last four years. Uh, they just whooped up on East Surrey, 
And then uh, Northside Pinetown, who beat the fight in McGee's, lost 14-7 to to Murphy. And their coach, a guy named David Gentry, he's won something like uh, 58 titles. Uh, it's an ungodly amount of, of titles he's won. It might even be approaching double digits. If T.J. Long is out there, our guy T.J. Long, he and I did the game against Pamlico a few years ago on radio for Murphy. And he might he has a good memory for these things, uh, where I sometimes don't. So if TJ's there, shoot me a text, TJ, and let me because I know you probably know the David Gentry state title total. Uh, and then uh, Havelock lost to Charlotte Catholic, and uh, all Charlotte Catholic does is beat teams from the East for the football title. I mean, they just continually win. Things are about to get really interesting. And, and look, I get the high school sports aren't everybody's bag, and you know, all of my uh, colleagues in the that are real broadcasters in really big markets, uh, you know, ha-ha when we uh, talk about high school stuff. But I think it's important to talk about stuff going on in the community. And uh, they're going to go back starting in the fall. I mean, we're 100 days out, approximately, from football practice starting back. And, look, they're going to uh, go back to four classifications like the good old days. As a coach told me this year, it's going to go back where you get you a t- you get a T-shirt made when you make the playoffs because this this deal subdividing it and you got twenty eight playoffs being played and nineteen different championships that's gone for the next four years. So the subdivision is and look, do I think it it was good to give kids a chance to play in these college stadiums and you know play football? I think football is an important game as far as you know, life lessons go. Obviously, it has, uh, I think, been a financial boon, one could argue, for a while for the association. I think they got the numbers to prove it. <laughs> well, I've had some interesting conversations this weekend on that. Uh, but um, I do believe that uh, up until the rent started to get really, really high at these colleges, that it was a financial boon. I think, I think it's been a more of a break-even sort of thing in recent years, perhaps. For the association, and nobody's told me that. I'm just kind of drawing that on different conversations I've had. So, yeah, Thursday I did uh, TV at Chapel Hill for the Sinclair folks, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and uh, did the state championship games. And uh, our guy, Sonny, was a little under the weather, Jay Sunholder. So we had to zoom him into the thing, and it was seamless. It, it really was pretty good. 2021. There you go. And, uh, but, but none of the games except my Saturday game was, were played here in the East. And, uh, my grandparents down in uh, Newport, the town with old fashioned courtesy got to watch the championship game. So I was happy that they got to, to see that. And, uh, I think they enjoyed it. Uh, happy mother, uh, belated happy mother's day to all the moms out there. Uh, and, uh, if, if you're like me and you're still got to catch up with your mom, uh, you can, uh, you're going to have a chance here to win a little Bojangles gift card coming up in a little bit. So that might be what you could gift mom. Everybody loves Bojangles. So stand by for that coming up in a little bit. So yeah, I went Thursday, Friday, Saturday TVs, and then uh, Jake Jacobs, who was fabulous yesterday. Got a lot of great reception. That was that was a really good broadcast. I was, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a little tenuous at times with uh uh, the Pirate Nation baseball yeah. contingent myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I haven't been their cup of tea at times, but um, they were uh, they, a lot of people said a lot of nice things. 
And then uh, I cannot remember the dude's name. And again, I'm a little uh, mentally because I, you know, I, I've been getting up doing the morning stuff too. Grind doesn't stop Friday. For oh God, no, it does not. Monday and Friday. I'll tell you when it will stop later this month when I take some days off. It will be stopping then. Uh, there will be a mouth cannon and some sudsy beverages on there the beach. There we go. But um, uh, the the jungle they invited. I, I had a chance to go get ribs out in the jungle. Did you get some? No, no, because uh-huh. I, I wanted to stay married, and at this point, I needed to go home. <laughs> After the game, instead, I could have gone it because it's gorgeous yesterday. Yesterday was such a beautiful game. So let's let's talk about yesterday's game and let's talk about the series. And we'll have some audio from this. We're going to go. We're going to have our, our uh, catch up with Cliff here and our uh, inside the ECU clubhouse visit with Cliff Godwin coming up in a little bit. But uh, I just I thought yesterday the big moment, one of the cool moments. Well, there were three cool moments, several, but there were three that kind of stand out to me in yesterday's game. And, and, and another observation, so I'll get to them here. I thought Carson Wisenhunt was amazing. Effortless, lively, pitched the ball well. If he had not been coming off of injury, he'd probably gone six or seven innings and would have completely shut them down. The pirate pitching did completely shut them down. He's been that down. way all year. He's been absolutely But he terrific. was just remarkable. And if he is healthy and he is good and you've got Gavin Williams, this is a tough team to beat. And I think a team that at least advances to the Super Regional. At least. Um, I thought the two home runs that were hit yesterday uh, by Thomas Francisco were absolutely, uh, I mean, just electric. Uh, The AMAC homer, the Agnos homer, these were all. So the four homers yesterday stand out because there's no, you know, with the exception of maybe Ryder Giles, and I know everybody's, fashionable to dog on Ryder Giles right now, but you know, he's scuffling a little bit. Coach Godwin probably wouldn't admit that, but he is. Uh, and he had a, he had a tough week. It took the loss on the mound. It's just been a tough year for Ryder Giles. And that doesn't mean he's not any good. Doesn't mean he's not trying hard. Doesn't mean he's not, you know, doing his best. It's just it's a tough year it happens. So I think that he, you know, outside of Giles, and now that Lane Hoover's coming back, ain't no easy outs in that lineup they trotted out yesterday. Um, they're going to be tough to beat if they play their A game. That's just kind of the way it is. Now, I was sh- stunned how well the bullpen, and I was happy to see Carter Spivey come out and you know work two and a third innings and, and look really good. So I, I thought Carter Spivey was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was a nice moment at the end when Colmore kind of gave way to Bridges. Yep. That was a nice moment, a real class moment from Cliff Godwin. And then here's my observation. And, look, I've had moments where the Lenore County redneck has come out in me in my life. I, I You know, somebody torques me off. I, you know, <laughs> I've been a little mouthy in my youth. But I've always, you know, you try to just kind of rise above things and do things with class and, you know. That's just Be an like, adult. It's kind of the way I in, in I try to conduct myself, but you know who knows if I'm always successful at that. I was really proud of my alma mater yesterday, especially because I thought the way that ECU let their play do the talking, the way that ECU was all business, and the way that they didn't get into any nonsense or BS or back and forth with the those yahoos from Tulane who were running their mouths like a green ripple over the weekend not a green way <laughs> oh you've been waiting to use that one all, <laughs> all weekend hadn't you been but i mean and look i look i've been i've grown some people I, I mean i grew up sports my entire life i've seen a lot of games over 
talking jive and talking smack is part of it. That's part of the game. But I mean, those guys from Tulane, you know, we're, we're, and I look, I, I, I appreciate what their mindset was. You know, ECU might be lucky to win a game in the series they were saying before. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I like stomping on home plate when you hit the home run, but you know, Norby kind of admired his shot in game yeah. two in the game. One of the, so, I mean, the kid Groff admiring his shot. I mean, he crushed it. He, he deserved to admire that one because he, yeah. he just absolutely, uh, he absolutely smashed it. But, you know, I think the way that the Pirates conduct, because there was an anticipation yesterday that there was going to be some kind of, you know, tete-a-tete. And, and, That's not know, our game. We well, don't do that. Well, Cliff Goblin's not going to let him do that. And now, Jake Jacobs did say before the game, and I don't want to hang Jake out to dry here on this, but Jake said, oh, back in my day, had somebody admired a home run like that, we'd have been talking about in the club. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah, back in my day, we'd have been talking about who was going to have the, uh, the first pitch in their ear. <laughs> Because, I mean, you just don't do – but, you know, I think it's – Tulane's not a bad team. They've got a good coach. Uh, they've got some nice young players. It's just tough to win on the road. And what I think, while we all feel like ECU maybe turned the corner yesterday uh, from a baseball perspective, the fact of the matter is you got the next two weekends on the road. You've got a Cincinnati team that's going to be a little bit better. Uh, that's going to be a tough place to go. Uh, USF's a little bit of a, a disaster right now, but they'll be at home. And I said this yesterday on the telecast, and I would say this uh, here today, and we'll, this is my feeling going in right now. Uh, when you look at the games in a couple, in three weeks, uh, beginning, actually it'd be, it'd be two weeks from tomorrow, three weeks from tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, three weeks from tomorrow. Well, two weeks from tomorrow. The conference tournament begins down in Clearwater. Beautiful beach in Clearwater, Florida. One of my favorite beaches, by the way. You know, the, Great place to smoke a stogie. It would be. They have the Hulk Hogan restaurant down there. Did you know that? I did not know that. They I thought it. he was a Venice Beach guy. Yeah. No, no. He, <laughs> that, that's his West Coast uh, uh, ID. Bought into the kayfabe. But, yeah, he's got the Hulk Hogan's uh, Beach Bums Burgers and Bar or whatever. Or it's at least not the, Hogan's Hoagies? No, it's not Hogan's, Come on, it's not Hogan. Hogan's Hoagies. Um, so, anyway... Um, yeah, I, I just think that conference, that's a long time to be on the road. Cause you're going to go for, you're basically there in Tampa. So you're probably going to stay over. And I mean, Cliff has a plan and they've done this before. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I just think being in a position of when you look at that conference tournament, Florida's wide open. People could go if they want, but nobody goes to the, the conference tournament fan wise. So I think you'll see, um, Obviously, ECU, if Tulane can get on a roll. And I like UCF. UCF's proven they can beat people. Yeah. So I, I would say those three probably leaning a little more towards ECU, UCF, and the depending on where are, are the real contenders in a couple weeks in Clearwater. Uh, a couple of other notes from the weekend. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Um, oh, by the way, I did enjoy a great birthday, Ben. Thank you for my gift. That was really thoughtful. <laughs> oh, you, come on. <laughs> um. Tim Tebow. Now, let's revisit what happened a few years Your ago. Your old friend. This happened on radio in Orlando when I was working down there, and I was actually on my way to being somebody. And I, I helped them launch ESPN, the radio down there, ESPN 580, which I believe is still on the air down there. And I, I around the holidays at certain times of the year, for the great Scott Inez, I would sit in and host the show for him. And... 
I would just rile up those Florida fans and the Jaguar fans with the whole Tebow thing. Oh, they'd get so mad. They'd get so mad when I said, you know, Tebow needs to play H-back or tight end. Oh, they weren't hearing that. They weren't hearing that noise, Benjamin. He's got the slowest windup you've ever seen a quarterback have. I've seen some slower, some as slow, but you're right. It's one of the yeah. slower ones. It is, it is slow. There's there's a couple that come to mind, however, but yes, it's a pretty slow windup. But I'll be daggone if I wasn't ahead of the curve, as I always am, on the cutting edge of this entire thing. Because what happened today, Ben? Tebow Mania is coming to Jacksonville. Tebow Mania coming to Actionville. The prodigal son comes home to play. Tight end. So I think every person that called and yelled at me in Florida should call this show and apologize for yelling at me. I think Urban Meyer just remembered. He's like, you know what? That's maybe not a bad idea. The great P-man said it back in the day. Why not give it a shot? What do I got to lose? A couple of other things uh, from today. Uh, Kenny Mayne is leaving ESPN, apparently uh, part of budget cuts. Uh, who knew Kenny Mayne was still at ESPN? Actually, I knew that. I just was never, I never got the whole Kenny Mayne thing past the 90s. It just seemed like an odd they tried to make him an essayist. They tried to bring him in for special occasion sports. Centers. That was before my time. Well, and, and but see, that's what's interesting because you probably are of a generation or of an age that would watch Sports Center now. I would not unless someone tied me to the chair and put the channel on. Well, the big show's first take with Screaming A and right, exactly. Max Gellman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And Maine would come in, but I, who knew he was there? And I'm sure, look, he's. I don't know how old he is. He's probably close to 60. He's probably made plenty of money. I'm sure he's, I would hope he socks them away. Surprised to find out Chris Berman's still around on the ESPN Plus. That's always, I think that's one of those lifetime contract deals. I mean, why put him on the plus? Why not just put him on? Yeah, the, why not? Why not on, put him on yeah. the shows? Why not put him on the shows? I want some scoreboards from Chris Berman. I mean, look, the Berman thing's a character of himself, but I mean, he, the guy's an OG and people love him, you know? And then I'll leave you with this before we go to the Bojangles. This is a little perverse. It's a little sick. Uh, and I'm only going on what I have read, not seen, read on Twitter. So I guess, you know, it's fashionable to do the re- uniform reveal for what unis you're going to wear the next year. Did you see this with the BYU player? I did not. This is uh, this is news to me. Let's just say uh, we know what religion he is, even if we w- didn't know he was going to BYU based on how tight the pants are and that they're white. And apparently, yes, you can see the whole situation. There ain't no, uh, there ain't no Brady Christensen pants. I don't know what you're saying there, but I'll tell you this: these are Panthers uh, left tackle. Come on, he's the future. Oh well, yeah. I mean, these are these are not tight because he's a big uh, tackle. I. I for some reason, I thought you were talking about someone else there. As I said, Ben, I am a little foggy-headed no, no, no. at the moment. But, uh, yes, apparently there you can see, yes. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought they were Mormon. I thought they were religious. Come on. Well, I, you know, obvious a mistake. But and, and I've not looked at any photos, so I don't know if this is a Photoshop hoax. But uh, from what I've read, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, Jeez, development come on. Uh, in the uh, BYU community. All right. The humanity. Quickly moving on. Oh, there's humanity from what I understand. There's humanity. All right. Uh, Will, do a little bow jangles? Want to do some bow time? Do it. Uh, it's caller 5. That seems to work well. 252-561-GAME. 
252-561-4263. If you are caller five, you will win a Bojangles gift card. Be polite to Ben, and Ben will take you, take care of you. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Caller 5 gets a Bo Jangles gift card, uh, and we'll also do our Pirate Report next. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Part of my problem is I stayed up last night, even though I should have gone to bed. Because, you know, I, I want to get my sleep. I know you love your reality TV uh, shows. Well... I'm just over this 90-day season. I can't watch it. It's all the couples you hate, and they put them into one show now. All the rejects? No, they're, well, I guess like people get excited about them, but they just are like unlikable people. And I can't watch that. I thought that was the point of reality shows. Jersey Shore, Below Deck. Well, I don't watch that. Uh, Below Deck's good. I'm, I'm enjoying the Below Deck <laughs> Mediterranean right now. Zoki and I are on that. But I'll tell you what is uh, I got on last night. I watched my one story that comes on the Showtime on on demand, but I watched the Booker T uh, WWE biography on A&E. Did you watch it five times? Yeah, I should have. I forgot. When we come back, uh, if we don't have time to work it into it, we, we just want to play the Booker T theme. What a great theme great that theme. is. Awesome. God, it's a great theme. I forgot how good Booker T was. Uh, we're under a thunderstorm watch until 10. Uh, looking at uh, a, a low of 54 tonight with showers possible. Uh, tomorrow, only going to make it to a high of 65. There's a cold front coming through. And then uh, Wednesday, according to this, only a high of 58 with a possibility of some morning showers. That's cold. And then uh, 70s throughout the rest of the week. Slightly get warmer as we get closer to the weekend. Uh, forecast for Bojangles. They serve up those hot, fresh, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuit uh, breakfast biscuits at, all day, every day. At Bojangles. It's bow time. Uh, the winner of our Bojangles gift card is Josh from Greenville, who is uh, with us on the phone. Thanks for listening, Josh. Thanks for calling in. Congratulations. How are you? I'm doing well, Patrick. I'm uh, My mouth is watering thinking about this delicious Bojangles biscuit I'm going to be having. Well, I would hope so. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so this is your time to shine here. Do you have a statement? Do you have a question for me? Maybe Ben Byram. You know, he's got a new pad that. The bachelor pad that he's just uh, christening. Uh, oh, I'm balling. Or any, or any, uh, anything like that. This is your chance. Uh, moment in the sun. Go right ahead. Well, I know this isn't a political show, but uh, I uh, noticed Uh-oh. that you know today photo IDs are required to vote in England. So mm-hmm. I guess they're not getting an All Star game anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, if I were uh, a little more mentally but, sharp, there's because I could I could just rattle off. There you go. I, I could rattle off some facts for you, but I, the irony is not lost on me that uh, see, I, and I'm an advocate for voter ID because I mean, think about everything else you have to show your phone. Fo- Here's what it is. I just thought of it. If you wanted to go to a let's say you wanted to go to a Braves fan, are you are you a Braves game? Are you a Braves fan on any level, Josh, or not? Really? I, I, 
I am. You okay. know, I, I grew up and about the same age as you, Patrick. So you know, yeah, it's, it's Braves country here. Okay, here in East North I'm a Cubs fan, yep. so I won't hold that against you. But listen, let me tell you, I, I'm, yeah. I'm Team Harry Carey, WGN. But let me tell you uh, this though. So you know, Chip Carey, we have him on the show from time to time. We need to get him on again soon. Yes, man. sir. So we get Chip Carey on, and and I say, Chip, hey, could you get my guy Josh some tickets? This is hypothetical. Yeah. I can't really do this. And yeah. he says, sure, I'll yeah. do that. Uh, I'll leave him at will call for him. So Josh from Greenville uh, gets up uh, in the uh, vehicle. He drives on down to Atlanta, right? You're with me on this scenario? Yeah. You go up and yeah. you say, hey, Chip Carey left me some tickets at will call, courtesy of uh, the P-Man. And you know what they're going to say to you in Atlanta, Georgia, for you to get your will call tickets? Do you know what they're going to say They're going to say to you in, behind the ticket booth window? Do you know what they're going to say to you, Josh? I do not. ID, please. Seriously, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah. So pretty important. You got to have that. You got to get that. You got to have that to get a job. You got to have that to yeah. uh, in certain circles to buy booze. You got to have that to uh, get medicine over the counter. Yeah. Certain things. I mean, just anything in life. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to apply for a loan, you got to have some form of ID, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I you know, I. Well, and I'll tell you what it is. We, we, I, I was on Talk in the Town Friday, and I talked about this with uh, a guest we had on there when I was filling in for Henry. He was at the golf tournament. There's this, uh, it, well, it, it's the same thing here. You know, ACOC, they took the name ACOC off of ACOC Dorm. And I'm, I'm not want to get into all that, but there was a street apparently in Raleigh in one of the Tony neighborhoods uh, that was ACOC. Well, they changed it like that. By July 1st, you, ha- you have to have your new address is going to be, you know, 555 Elm Lane or whatever the hell they're calling it up there. So we can we can change roads and and in a matter of months, you know, certain people with a, a certain political mind frame got yeah. behind this and decide we're gonna ha- we're gonna change roads within a matter of months. And you know, what's the yeah. most inconvenient thing when you move? Your change of address. Ben's going through this right now. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta call everybody who's got his information that bills him for something and change his freaking address. It's a pain in the neck. So imagine if you're an old person trying to do this. And I'm not saying old people or elderly people are incapable of doing it, but I mean, some some elderly people maybe aren't up to what's going on necessarily on the roadways, or they have a lot more stuff they pay by check and by mail than you and I do. So it's a real inconvenience for those people. But yet these same people, if we wanted to require them to have voter ID for an election that's going to be two years from now, we can't do that. How the hell does any of that make any sense? Honestly, it doesn't, it does not, it, it, none of it makes sense. And it's just, it's whatever agenda and look, both sides are just as guilty of it. It's why I'm been for decades now. It's why decades now I'm registered unaffiliated. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm registered unaffiliated have been for decades, Uh, but it's whatever they think uh, an alleged constituency. And in, in reality, the way that they pander, is more insulting than the things they accuse other people of. You know, the way they, the way certain politicians pander to certain groups, it, that's truly yep. what is disgusting and prejudice, and in some cases, in my mind, racist, the way that they, uh, they, they, yep. they, they, they say people are incapable of doing things. People yep. are as capable as, as the, not only the opportunities they're given, but as motivated as they are. And, and we just, we're getting further and further away from that. But it's just ironic that you would have a, uh, you, in Atlanta, because of the voter ID thing down there, 
if you wanted to get tickets to a Braves game by or a Georgia football game, somebody leaves you a ticket, it will call. You got to go and, and show your your ID. Hey, Josh, thanks a lot, man. Good to talk to you. Congratulations, we appreciate thanks. it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for both. Yes, sir. All right, there he goes. Risk it for the biscuit, baby. Thanks for the bow. Thanks for the bow. Uh, I, I mean, I, look, I don't mean, I, I try to be practical and common sense about a lot of this. I don't, I don't try to get, cause I mean, really there's bad ideas and, and just, just swarminess and just slime on both sides of the thing on the extremes. But I mean, that just, that's something that makes zero sense to me. We, they you know, could change the name of a street that people have lived on for decades, decades in 90 days. We can't have an ID to vote to ensure that we have a properly done and secure election two years, four years from now. It's just, it reeks of, of idiocracy in my mind. You know, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, they, you they, know, it does not reek of idiocracy. What's that? Pirate baseball. All right, let's do our pirate report very quickly here before we uh, go to Cliff Godwin. A few cuts I wanted to get to. Hit it, Ben. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, this is Cam Colmore, uh, actually Cliff Godwin on Cam Colmore receiving the standing ovation when he left the game. Yeah, obviously it was special. Um, you know, I got two outs and I almost feel like uh, now looking back on it, you know, that was kind of meant to happen, honestly, and Coach G came out there, and uh, I was like, Coach G, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for Matt to get out here, and um, so it was. I just waited for him to get out there, and just it was, it was honestly, you know, I, I can't thank the crowd enough. How you know they've supported me through thick and thin, and they've always been by my side. So uh, this is all three, and by all three, we mean Cam Colmore, Matt Bridges, and Tyler Smith. Uh, talking about what playing at ECU meant to them. Yeah, obviously, you know, the, the fan base uh, makes it so special here. And, um, you know, Coach Godwin is just such a great coach, and we're blessed to be, you know, a pirate. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. It's just I really can't put into words what this place means to me coming from, you know, Shelby, North Carolina, finding my way down east. But uh, this place is something special. Um, I've learned many life lessons through Coach Godwin in the program and, what this culture has and winning championships on and off the field, you know, it's a standard that we set here and just proud to be a part of this place. Yeah. If I could do it all over again, I would in heartbeat, just everything about this place is special. I mean, from pirate nation to the lifelong relationships that I've had and like we'll continue to have after baseball and just like coach G allowing me and these guys and everybody just to be a part of this program. I mean, we really can't thank him enough for everything that he's done for us, especially allowing us to come back for this COVID year. So, And on that note, all three talked about uh, the opportunity to come back after last year's season was shut down due to the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blessing in the skies, really. Um, just being around the program for another year, um, getting to teach, rub off on the new guys, um, getting to know, know new guys, and also just, I don't know, man, just, being around these guys for another year is, is special. Um, it's something that, you know, Cam and I take pride in, I guess, a little bit. It's because longest guys ever do it. But, you know, Smitty's right there with us. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's something really special here. And just look forward to keep it rolling. 
Yeah, definitely uh, makes you not think, uh, take things for granted, you know, because this time last year we were sitting at home and we're just blessed to be able to play baseball, you know, one more year. Yeah, going off of that, I mean, we were texting nonstop about what our plans were. And to be honest, I don't think any of us really knew what we wanted to do. So with the opportunity to come back, that was a no doubter for us. So it's been a blessing for sure. Uh, let's give you a little primer of what Cliff Godwin said on Saturday night. Uh, Tulane apparently had gotten real chirpy after uh, coming back in a fabulous game and winning uh, seven to six in Game Three of the series, Game Two of the Saturday doubleheader. Here is Cliff Godwin talking about that because this is a precursor to our look inside the ECU clubhouse with Cliff Godwin coming up in our next segment. Hit it, Ben. Well, absolutely. You know, it's going to be a back and forth match for sure. And, you know, they play with a lot of energy. They probably run their mouth a little bit too much for me. And and our guys got caught up in that a little bit. But uh, um, it is what it is. I mean, they, they want to play with an edge, and, and that's great. But, um, you know, when they're talking to our assistant coach over at first base, uh, I don't think that's uh, very uh, – um, sportsman like I don't talk to players and I don't expect players to talk to me or, or Jeff or whoever it is my uh, burrow frow I kind of uh, my eyebrows raised when I heard that on uh, late Saturday night I was like ooh, ooh. that's how you really feel coach it's gonna be a little saucy on Sunday isn't it uh, let's do uh, an update here with Ben and then we'll go inside the ECU clubhouse for the Gavigan agency and uh, Carolina uh Digestive and uh, Endoscopy Center. Right now, Ben Byram with uh, an update on everything going on in the world of sports. Ben. Thanks, Patrick. We start with who else but Pirate Baseball as they, of course, won their series against Tulane to sit at first place in the conference. A couple of Pirates got a few accolades from the conference. We start with pitcher Cam Colmore being named AAC Player of the Week after having a zero ERA and notching four strikeouts, while Josh Moylan was named to the conference's honor roll. From the NCAA, President Mark Emmert announced that he's pushing for NIL action by July 1st. From high school football, congrats to Tarboros. They claimed the 1AA state championship over the weekend, defeating East Surrey 25-7. From the NFL, Tebow Mania's back. That's right, Tim Tebow was signed with his former college head coach, Urban Meyer. But this time as a tight end, the details are reportedly st- still being worked out. But sources have reported that it will be a one-year deal. Meanwhile, the Indianapolis Colts have their left half when two-time Pro Bowler Eric Fisher. They have signed him to a one-year deal worth a little over $9 million. Carolina Panthers rookie corner J.C. Horn has announced that his jersey number will be number eight. Down to the late great Kobe Bryant. And the Philadelphia Eagles claim running back Kyrion Johnson off waivers. And some strange basketball-related news. Fayetteville native and rapper J. Cole has signed a pro basketball deal to play for a Rwandan club in Africa. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byram. Cliff Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We've been slept all week, but thanks. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Play ball! It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin on your home for East Carolina baseball. 94-3, the game. Going back, looking up. See you later! 
Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and New Bern. Also by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. A big weekend for the Pirates as they uh, take three out of four against Tulane and uh, an emotional weekend as well. Uh, We've got Cliff Godwin with us uh, here, head coach of the Pirates, who have uh, sprung back into uh, first place uh, in a tight battle with Tulane to top the AAC. Coach, a great win yesterday and uh, a really good series for the Pirates. Yeah, anytime you can win a series and a four-game set, it's just hard. Um, Obviously, this year being different, uh, we probably spoiled some of the Pirate fans by the first two weekends we sweep, but it's just hard. It's just hard to... Uh, of course, sweeping is hard to win three games, too, because it's baseball. And you look at Major League Baseball records and records in college, other than the you know the top, top teams, it's closer to 500 than it is to be way in front just because it's really hard to win baseball games. One of the great moments, and there were a lot in Sunday's game, involved uh, the near the end of the game, Cam Colmore, Matt Bridges. Uh, that pitching change there. Uh, that was pretty cool stuff. Awesome stuff. You know, uh, two guys that have been on our program for six years and, you know, what people see now, that they don't see all the failure that they've had throughout their career and been able to maneuver through it and what they've done for our program and what they've meant to our program, just like Tyler Smith. Um, but they're the last three that were on the 2017 team when we weren't good, and, and they know – you know what it takes to, to win. They know what it takes to, you know, you don't do what you need to do. You'll lose as well. And um, I can't say enough positive things about those guys. I mean, they, they've just meant so much to me personally. And um, I really appreciate their parents letting them come to East Carolina and playing for a baseball program because they've made this place better, but they've made East Carolina University better too. Cliff Godwin is uh, with us. We're talking uh, ECU baseball uh, as uh, Coach Godwin and the Pirates uh, finish up the regular season at home, 27-4. and four. Uh, They'll spend the next couple of weeks on the road before uh, staying in Florida after wrapping up the regular year for the conference tournament and then uh, on to uh, everything else that uh, will uh, will uh, be in the offing as far as the postseason goes. Uh, Coach, I, I thought Carter Spivey atoned for himself uh, very well, and it was real key in that game. I thought, you know, he, he came out first time pitching it a week. He's in relief. There had been that series of pitching changes uh, that had happened after the, the start by Wizenut. He comes out, fastball right down the middle. It's called strike, and, and, and I think that was big for him. Uh, of course, you know, uh, the game challenges you at times, and you know, even when you got good stuff, you don't have the right thoughts going through your head. And uh, Spivey, we wouldn't have won yesterday if it hadn't been for Spivey. We weren't going to bring in those older guys until we got to the, you know, seventh or eighth inning. We needed somebody to bridge the gap, and, and uh, Spivey did a tremendous job. I mean, I thought him and Francisco were the key for, for the win yesterday. Yeah. And with not start, not start, of course. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's uh, from the pitching standpoint, do wrap up. With uh, Wizard, of course, you had a lot of guys that were ready to throw yesterday. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, uh, telling you that, uh, hey, coach, I'll take the ball today. And some of you didn't want him uh, throw it again anymore this weekend. But I think that speaks to the culture and the competitive competitiveness of the caliber of, of uh, student athletes that are in the baseball program. 
Uh, but Carson Wizenut came out and looked fantastic. Yeah, he looked really good. You know, really had pitched competitively in a month. And um, I, I thought he was tremendous for, you know, I'm sure he's a little bit rusty, but um, looked good, felt good, um, felt good after the outing. So hopefully we can, you know, increase his pitch count next week. Uh, Thomas Francisco, you mentioned him. Uh, Jake Jacobs and I had the TV Sunday. So, you know, Jake was fabulous and, and, and really uh, talking a lot about uh, the nuances and little things in the game, and that's what, what I think made him uh, such an asset yesterday. But he really was impressed with how Thomas Francisco's approaches. I know you've talked about it, but, you know, sitting there, Jake kind of having Jake uh, go, go through it as well. Uh, you know, again, it looks like he, you know, he has the great day with the couple of home runs, the three hits, the three RBI. Uh, but just just the the way he approaches things at the plate, uh, as Jake said, it, it's it's there's there's not a whole lot of fuss to it. It's very quiet, but it's very effective. Yeah, he's steady Eddie. I mean, I've said that a lot. You know, you know, I don't know if there's a player that has his numbers in college baseball that probably doesn't get the recognition for what his numbers are. A lot has to do with you know how great Norby's been this year, but then once we moved Franny to the two hole, um, because Hoover had you know obviously Hoover missed a ton of time, and uh, I still think he Hoover is you know probably ninety ninety five percent. He's not a hundred percent yet. He's just trying to you know get his strength back, and I think he's pretty close to what his weight was before the surgery and all that good stuff. But Franny is behind Norby, and it really protects Norby uh, because. You know, you can't intentionally walk Norby because she's got Francisco behind him. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good hitters behind uh, Francisco as well. Uh, this is a, uh, a pirate lineup that certainly was clicking on all cylinders at times this weekend, especially Sunday. Cliff Godwin uh, with this year. It was impressive uh, to, to sort of uh, hear late in the season, in person, see Zach Agnos, and he's really coming around uh, as far as what he does with the glove. He's been great all year there. But he hits a home run yesterday in the uh, eighth inning to lead things off, and that was uh, that was an enormous blow. It continues his uh, great performance at the plate. Uh, that's you know been the hot topic for for the media members. Look, Zach's always been a great hitter. Um, it's the game of baseball. He started off slow, and really, what you're seeing now is what we saw in the fall and the early spring before the season started. And he just started off slow, and then of course it becomes mental. And but now he obviously in a much better place uh, mentally, and uh, he's been swinging the back great. Cliff Godwin is uh, with us. We're talking ECU baseball with the head coach of the Pirates. Coach, you uh, had a long day at the park on uh, Saturday and uh, really a, a fantastic uh, game from a fan standpoint if you're just watching a baseball game. Back and forth with uh, Tulane and ECU in, in game three, which was the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday. I think it had five lead changes uh, in the game. Uh, but your remarks afterward, I guess there was a little bit of, of, of chippiness, and a lot was made about comments made in the media leading up to the uh, series, I guess, by some of the Tulane players. You know, I was proud uh, as as an ECU alum and knowing you, how your guys conducted themselves and kind of let their play do the speaking uh, and talking for them on Sunday because that was a convincing win and a convincing uh, series victory. Um it, just, just hearkening on, but what exactly was going on Saturday? Was it uh, among the players? You mentioned that maybe somebody had said something to one of the coaches from the Tulane side. 
Uh, do you care to share any more on that or shed any more light on that? Look, uh, I thought we got caught up as a, as a team and, and our players. And, you know, when we would do something good, you know, we want to, you know, maybe say something to their play. That's not who we are. You know, I want our guys to look in our dugout. And if you watch AMAC home run yesterday, um, he's running around the bases. And when he gets around second base, he's looking in our dugout. And um, then when he gets around third, he points at our dugout to get them fired up. And, and that's who we want to be. Tulane really feeds off people if they get caught up in the same game that they play sometimes and which is fine that's just not who we are and uh you know i thought our guys managed their emotions and stayed on us the entire game yesterday and that's why we won nine to one it's you know our, our mentality was the right way and uh, we focused on us it's inside the ecu clubhouse with pirate baseball coach cliff godwin i'm patrick johnson it's brought to you by the gavigan agency insurance and financial services and carolina digestive diseases and endoscopy center cliff godwin is uh with us uh here uh obviously uh norby with the big blow in game two of uh, the series a late inning uh homer that uh, was titanic uh pirates uh, hitting uh, close to double digits home runs if they didn't achieve that in the series this weekend. The pitching was also uh, excellent. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the bullpen uh, yesterday. But let's go back, obviously, to Friday. And again, we have uh, another uh, just uh, strong outing uh, from Gavin Williams, uh, who comes out. And, I mean, it, it's a battle of, of two of the best pitchers uh, or certainly are considered to be among two of the best pitchers uh, in the league with uh Oltoff and, uh, and and Williams and uh, Gavin gets the better of him to move to seven and zero, striking out nine. That was a nice way to come out of the gate. Uh, Colmore working a couple of innings in relief as well. All of that uh, was a uh, an excellent performance in a key game in the series. And you guys hit the ball well in game one. We did. You know, Gavin's giving us a great chance to win every time he's been out there on Friday night. That's a luxury. I mean, a lot of teams don't have that in the country. And what he's done has been tremendous. And you know, it really goes back to 19 when we had Agnos, and he was doing the same thing. So um, it's really hard for another team to just stream quality and fast against him just because of his velocity and his all-speed stuff. And when you're facing another ace, it just gives your offense some comfort level, like, hey, Gavin's going to keep us close here. So Gavin did that. Offensively, I thought we were really locked in, and we were able to extend the lead late, which allowed us not to empty our bullpen. Um, on Friday, so I thought that it was a really well played game on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pirates with the uh, series win against Tulane over the weekend, uh, back into first place uh, here in the uh, American standings, and uh, we're getting close to having uh, the regional sites uh, announced and, and all of that. And again, it's a different process this year, uh, Coach. A lot will be made about that uh, when that is announced uh, here. Uh, as you prepare for that, uh, I guess you're, hey, wherever you are, possibility of uh, hosting very much exists, but uh, the Pirates will go wherever they have to play. But uh, any any thoughts or any discussion about that? I mean, it's a different process this year. It's kind of a unique process in the age of COVID. I absolutely have no thoughts. I think they're going to announce it on Thursday, but it's 20 teams. So even though if you're in those 20 teams, it doesn't mean that you're hosting because if you don't play well, you won't be one of the, right. the 16 sites. So, um, you know, I, I think we've put our, get ourselves in a good position to this point, but we'll need to play well down the stretch. 
two weeks uh, or two weekends to finish up the uh, season on the road. Uh, and uh, now that you're out of finals and kind of have that behind you, how does, uh, you know, your availability of having guys over the next couple of weeks in the facility uh, change, if any at all? And, and uh, it's a lot of baseball here over the next, uh, really for the rest of the season from here on out. Well, this is the best time of the year for college baseball players because you get out of school, it's just baseball. So now um, they don't have to worry about anything but baseball. So we, we have a couple guys uh, that have got a summer class, but the majority of guys don't have any schoolwork to do. So they can spend more time resting, taking care of the body, lifting weights. Um, you know, we won't practice um, much more. It's just that they have a lot more free time on their hands for, and they're able to relax their minds a lot more. Does this allow for any more kind of uh, uh, individual instruction or working on specific things this time of year for guys? Uh, you know, you might be fine-tuning some stuff, but yeah. you're really not changing a lot this time of year. I mean, if you're trying to revamp somebody this time of year, then they're probably not going to help you. Right. Post right. Because it's yeah. too late. You take time for muscle memory and to adjust things. So, But we're still coaching them. We coach them every day. I mean, every day of practice, you get coached. So, um, just continue to try to improve each day. Uh, Coach Cliff Godwin uh, with us uh, here. You 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 do the jump into the jungle, the jungle leap. Uh, yep. How how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I just you know uh, don't have a good right side. I have no ACL on my right knee, but hey, most of the work was done by my left leg, and the right leg was just along for the ride. This has been Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin, presented by Dr. Philip Goldstein at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, reminding you that a colonoscopy could save your life. And by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and Newburgh. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker, sucker? Great to catch up with Coach Godwin today. Uh, ben, always great to see you. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh Patrick Johnson show here on the flagship of Pirates. 94.3 The Game. We will see you at 5 o'clock. I'll also be on uh, tomorrow morning with Henry Hinton, 7-9. Talk of the town filling in for McGee on sports in case you just can't get enough of me if, if there's not enough overexposure already, right? Ha ha. Uh, thanks uh, to Cliff Godwin for his time today. Congratulations to our Bojangles winner. We'll have some more giveaways for you later on this week. And we will uh, catch you on a fresh edition of the PJ Show Tuesday uh, tomorrow. Have a great evening, everybody. Uh, thunderstorm watch till 10, so keep a, an eye to the sky. and Make sure that uh, you hear that thunder uh, off the distance. Uh, get indoors. Take care.